Okay. Now What's up, orange. people? What's up, y'all? It's the Music Maniacs, your new favorite band. I mean, podcast, band, whatever we are. We're a bunch <laughs> of things. We're yeah. Side After Dark, your new favorite band. And this is Music Maniacs, your new favorite podcast. Hey. I'm Dan Berg. I'm C for Graffiti. And we're going to be talking about a little variety of things today. We wanted to switch it up. Usually we do like one main topic when we do a podcast, but we decided not only would we go live on YouTube for this, which is cool, but we're going to talk about whatever trending things are happening in music that we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we get some funny clips. Hopefully it's entertaining. Um, and we're going to get right into it. Which one did you, which one did you want to start with again? Let's start off with Metallica. So our, our good friends, our good personal friends in Metallica, they've, they've been staying in the headlines lately for a couple reasons, right? Yeah. They, they had a few different things. Yeah. The main one being that, uh, James Hetfield is actually very soft. <laughs> He's a sensitive guy. <laughs> um, I'm kidding people. Everybody has emotions. Okay. But, um, yeah, so it was actually pretty interesting. So James, they were at they were at a show in like Brazil, I think. Mm-hmm. And he's just like opening up, like, "Yo, like, I'm kind of old now, and sometimes I feel like I'm lame." Basically, <laughs> he's like, "I don't think I don't feel as cool as I used to be when I was like a young rock star." Kind of. I mean, People... <laughs> let me know if I'm misinterpreting anything here. Yeah, he definitely was feeling some insecurity, and people in the audience were like, "That's because you are." No. <laughs> <laughs> My grandpa's older than you. I mean, younger. Fuck. I fucked that joke up. He he will never not be cool. Like, the only people that I could see, like, calling him something like that is up-and-coming new rock stars that wish that they could be him at that moment. You know what I mean? You mean haters? Yeah, the haters. Like, you know, like, the Johnny Rottens versus the Pete Townsends. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. one of those things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of celebrities and like famous people was just like oh well you need to be doing this you need to be doing that but it's like everybody's still a person right you know what i mean like like i feel like people don't give like famous people any leeway to be like a human being sometimes well yeah and especially like coming from his era like definitely not like you know so that's just the only unfortunate thing but i think that i don't know I don't know. I think he I think he's always been like I've said that about him. Like the it's his vulnerability that makes him so great. You know what yeah. I mean? Cuz the music is so hard and stuff like that, but you have songs like like Unforgiven and even I mean lots of songs and and even watching his interviews, like he's never been afraid to like tell you what's on his heart, like not just on his mind, you know? Well, that's one of the things I think of. I think that's why a lot of people including myself, what's up? like Metallica so much is because they do that. And I was thinking about that. Remember that movie that they did? Um, what was it called? Some Kind of Monster? When they yeah. were like showing the recording of their album. Yeah. And they were just like arguing the whole fucking time. Yeah. And I'm like, even that is like, you have to be willing to show like a side of yourself like that, that it could be seen as like kind of annoying, I guess. <laughs> if you're just watching these people argue, but it's like another thing. It's like, these are still just people. Like, even if you're super successful and you're like the world's biggest band, like you still, there, you can still have problems. Like shit exactly. isn't just like perfect all the time. 
Yeah, and I feel like those are the guys who really have shown you that, that they're not perfect. I mean, if I were, if you put a whole bunch of bands together and you, I would never say that this band looks like they never argue with each other. Not with like Lars and Kirk in the mix. Like, I just would never think that. And James, like, they're not the guys that are just like, sure, man, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, we could talk to Dave Mustaine about that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's true, though. Um, and then what else were they saying? There was um, Kirk was talking about how they were right about the whole Napster thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so funny. Like, for I mean, I'm I'm sure a lot of people know about this, but back in the day, like Napster was like the first kind of like sh- song streaming platform. Is that what it was? Yeah. And I remember. Um, I feel like I only know this because they made fun of him in South Park on this. Mm-hmm. Because this was a little before my time, but mm-hmm. it's like. I remember Lars was, like, leading the crusade against yeah. Napster, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, guys, like, I don't think you understand. Like, this is going to destroy the industry, and this is going to be really bad for so many people, blah, 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 blah. And the popular sentiment at the time was just like, shut up, you rich fuck. <laughs> like, you got so much money. You gotta, you're going to be mad at us for trying to listen to some music without having to pay for it? Right, right, yeah. But it ended up being really, really bad. I mean, like, I just remember, I just remember some award show, like, when I was younger, and, like, the Napster guy being, like, on there and saying, I think he shouted out Metallica or something like that. I don't remember exactly how it went down. I just remember some award show. Was it MTV? They might, they might have had him give an award or something like that. Wait, you mean, like, the CEO of Napster was on the award show? Wasn't he? Wasn't I don't he? remember that. I don't, I never saw that. That's cool, though. Somebody had on a Napster hat. I don't remember exactly. Beef. Yeah. Starting beef with uh, with Lars and the boys. Oh my gosh! Yeah, right. Yeah, well, right. it's funny though, cause like it's totally right. They're totally right because, I mean, the music industry has gotten so less powerful because of that. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a good thing. Me too. And like we live in this era where anybody can put out whatever they want. Yeah. Like back in the day, it's like there was like five gatekeepers. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Like, imagine, like, we got, a, like, a meeting with Clive Davis or some shit, right? And, like, he likes our music, but I don't know, one of us said some shit that he didn't like. And then it's like, oh, well, I guess no one will ever hear our music now. Yeah, you can't say that. Either that, or they come in and they tell you to say something. You know, right. they tell you to say a brand's name, or they tell you to shout out some person, mention this person, like, and you don't want to, and they want you to do that. Like, that's not cool. So I do think, like, it's better... Because it's like a lot of these guys, they got major deals. They got major record deals, right? Like Metallica and stuff like that. And that's cool. You made millions and millions of dollars. And that's awesome. But you only got a percentage of what you actually made. Mm. You know, I believe 11% to be exact. You only got that. And then you had to divvy that up between the whole band. Oh, you got the numbers. I got the numbers. I had a book on the recording industry. And it's like the songwriter, unless you own your publishing. That's why, you know, that's why people get, you know. That's why people die trying to uh, get their publishing. I'm just put it like that. <laughs> uh, who are you talking about? Nobody in particular. People just die. It's the earth, you know. That's uh-huh. just how it goes. <laughs> people die That's trying true. to cross the street, like That's you true. know. So, like you know, yeah, you get that. But I've heard about the tales of touring. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, you're a big bad rock star, but you can't go to sleep because you have like all these tours. If you had to do it yourself, you would not book yourself like that. You would not. 
Nobody yeah. would. You can't see your kids grow up. Like, you can't see your wife, your loved ones and stuff. And then you're eating from, like, the gas station. You're, like, you know, you're having, like, a Slim Jim meal. What's you wrong know, with that? Every day. <laughs> Not me. Wait, wait. We're going to act like gas station hot dogs aren't delicious? Exactly. That's, I mean, my system would overload from that. Um, what you call it? I have made Slim Jim rice though before. I have done it. It's so good. Like you know, okay. So you know how people can make like Cajun rice? How it has like sausages in it and stuff like that. Well, you do it like that. So okay. Yeah. So you put the the rice in like the same way you would make rice, and then you cut up the Slim Jims, and then you you put them in there. Cause I was like, I was here in Texas, and I already know how to do like Spanish rice and stuff like that with yeah. real sausages. And like I wanted to make it that night, and the closest thing, everything closes so early here in Texas, and I didn't want to go all the way out to like Walmart or Kroger or whatever to like get just sausages. So I'm like, what can I use? I was like, I like Slim Jim. I went to the 7-Eleven and I just got some Slim Jim and I just cut them up and put them in the rice. It was so tasty. You made Jim a little more slim? I, I definitely did. So if we ever had a tour and all we were eating were Slim Jims, I would definitely make a Slim Jim rice and we could like, you know, it wouldn't yeah. be terrible. <laughs> well, good to know. <laughs> that in the back of my mind. But um, no, I just think it's crazy because um, like I was, I was just thinking about this well, I've been thinking about this a lot today, actually, like getting ready for this. Like we just live in this internet era where you don't need anybody if you're motivated enough to like do it. You know what I mean? Like you can do all the shit yourself. And it's funny because like I was thinking about this. It's like all this like content that we've been making like on, on this channel and on the Side After Dark channel. Yeah. I realized that my biggest influences for that kind of shit are not even from musicians. They're from comedians. Interesting. You know it's what I true. mean? Like specifically schultz honestly yeah for, for y'all, y'all that uh don't know this guy andrew schultz he's like the king of internet comedy basically yeah and it's like the shit that this guy says like there's no way any corporation wants anything to do with him ever like this guy says the most wild shit it's like for him to be a success he had to make his own shit yeah yeah you know he's, what i mean he's if loose cannon was a person <laughs> yeah but that's the thing like it, it like it's kind of inspiring to me like to us as like musicians like if you want to do it like you don't have to go through this whole old-timey system like we right. live in an era where you can take anything and broadcast it to people and find your own audience if people like it mm-hmm. you know so what i true. mean it's so true you don't need these gatekeepers to say oh well uh i think that the kids want this so uh you gotta do one of these or i'm not putting your album out Right, right. And, it, like, some people, you know, were able to break out of that even before the internet. Like, like our boy Frankie Z. Uh-huh. Frankie Zappa. Yep. He was dealing with that label bullshit, and he was just like, oh, okay, it's like that? I'm gonna put out three albums of bullshit <laughs> to, <laughs> to fulfill this contract, and then I'm gonna start my own record label. Yep. And that's the thing, like, that's what you gotta do. Because now you own the publishing... Now you own all the things. You can make your own schedule and you can build a team around you that's doing it. That's basically beholden to you and not the label. Right, right, right. And they hate that. But like, I mean, it's better. It's better if you can do it, just do it on your own. Like, you know, yeah. and you can regulate yourself because I mean, you know, I mean, I feel like where we're concerned, we regulate ourselves. Like we say whatever we want to say, but we're never like that out of control. You know, <laughs> but we would still be regulated if we were signed to a major deal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But it's it's just it, it's so interesting because like, I mean you know this because you know a lot of artists like a kind of person that is gonna be an artist and the kind of person that is gonna have like a lot of like business acumen to do that mm-hmm. is not always the same person. True. You know what I mean? Like That's it's true. pretty rare that somebody's able to do both of those things. Yeah. So then you get someone like Zappa, and I think that's why a lot of people don't like Zappa, too. Because he's his own man? Yeah. Like, if you were... I don't remember what label he was on. Like, Warner Brothers? Yeah. I'm just going to say Warner Brothers. Definitely. If if you're like, all right, well, fuck you. I'm going to go do my own shit. I'm going to book my own tours. I'm going to record my own stuff in my own house and blah, 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 blah. You're not going to like him. No. And if you already have all this power and media control... You're going to try to get people to also not like him or just not hear about him. That's true. That's true. But that's why the people that like Zappa like him so fucking much. That's true. You know I, I definitely mean? I definitely get with your reasoning on that because he was definitely his own guy. He definitely carved his own way and it definitely said no a lot <laughs> to a lot of people. And it wasn't even a big deal for him. Like, like just to be able to do that. You know, and then, you know, I just like, he's not even mentioned in like a lot of the lists of the greatest guitarists, greatest producers, you know what I'm saying? Like composers, Mm -hmm. like people don't even talk about him that much, you know, like, and it's just like, it's like a cult. He's got like a a cult following more than anything. Right. Because he broke out of the system. So the system doesn't like that. Right. Right. You know, I don't know if y'all listening at home, I don't know if you do that about, uh, systems of power and governments when you go against them they don't really take it very well no <laughs> but this this leads to another thing i want to talk about so we were talking about um halsey mm-hmm. so there's this hard artist halsey she's been around for a little while now she's been pretty big for a while yeah. and she was on this like rant on tiktok about how i'm an artist all i want to do is put out music and um you know, the label is like, I can't, you, I won't let you put out this song and get, unless you have a viral TikTok video or whatever. And Halsey's like, this is bullshit, blah, 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 blah. I just want to do music. And I'm just like, well, where you fucked up is that you're on a label. Yeah. Like, I do agree that it's fucked up that a label is doing that. Obviously, they shouldn't be doing that. But also to you, I'm, just, I'm like, why are you even dealing with that? You don't have to deal with that. Yeah, because some people don't want to do the legwork. Like she says, she just wants to sing. So mm-hmm. she doesn't want to promote herself. She doesn't want to go from club to club. She doesn't want to do all the networking. She doesn't want to do all that. She just wants to sing and have the machine do it for her. So, I mean, beggars can't be choosers, Halsey. Like, <laughs> you definitely got to decide. Well, I don't know. It's just so interesting. This is the way that everything is now, because, like, people still think in terms of the old paradigm, but operate yeah. in the new paradigm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I see people talking about that all the time, and it's like, like, all people we know saying, like, oh, Spotify is bullshit because Spotify needs to pay more for the streams and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's kind of like an old school way of thinking about it, because the old school way is the people that are distributing you, like the record label, should be paying you like a decent amount yeah. but the fact is like you don't have to be on spotify no not at all like there's other ways to do it so if you wanted to you could only put out music on Bandcamp, and so then that make... you you make the money on it right exactly but nobody does that like you're making a choice to put your shit on spotify because you know you could potentially get more people listening to it on spotify 
Right. So is it like is it like a music thing or or is it a fame thing? That's where I think the 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 artists kind mm-hmm. of you know what I mean. Do you want the fame or do you want to be an artist? You know. Interesting. Yeah, because to me, Spotify is the same as it, I know it's not the exact same, but as a listener. It's the same as me p- playing a song on the radio over and over again or hearing it on the radio over and over again. Or back in the day when I was a kid, when we used to actually just tape from the radio, like, oh my God, my favorite song is on. We would have something set on play and record when I was like seven, eight, you know, it was set on play and record and all you had to do is press the pause button for it to like just start recording because you knew the song was going to come on and you didn't want to miss it this time around. Like, you know, so I've got that on tape. I'm not selling it to anybody, but I can blast it in my car. I could blast it at a, at a party and you're not, you, you shouldn't be suing me for that. Like, you know what I'm saying? So if I what pay, do you mean? you're taking money out of my children's mouth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if I'm paying Spotify $9.99 a month, just like how I bought my radio for a hundred and something dollars, then I should be able to stream, stream away. Like, you know, that's interesting. I didn't really think about it like that. It's very interesting. I just thought about it. like, you're opting in. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't have, there's so many ways to get your stuff out there nowadays. Mm-hmm. You don't have to deal with Spotify if you don't want to. If you, if you're like, Hey, I'm only on title. Right. Fuck it. Why not? You could do it if you want, That's but you're true. making a choice to put yourself on Spotify. So I don't think you could be mad that they don't pay you what you want to get paid from streams. Yeah. It's how they run their stuff. Like, you know, it's your music is your music on Spotify is yours and theirs. It's no yeah. longer really yours. Like, you know, unfortunately, well, I don't want to say unfortunately, because you, like you said, you opt in, like you choose to do that. Yeah. yeah. It's just such a weird, like, it's such a great time to be an artist, but I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of artists don't really appreciate the moment right now. Yeah. Like so many people that like, we know that we've met from, you know, open mics in New York City doing things. Like I tried to explain to them that, like the video of the show can go so much further than the show itself. And people don't want to hear it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like we'll take us for example, like our last show at, uh, at Parkside, how many people were there? Like 20 people. Right. Right. It wasn't like a, sh- a really big amount of people. It wasn't a huge show. No, but, not at all. And it was a small we, venue and it was like a good, yeah, just a decent amount of people that were there. Yeah, and then we put the video on YouTube and it has over a thousand views in a week. So it's yeah. like, you can reach so many more people with the internet than just that old school thinking of just like, I need to play every single night in front of people. Right, right. You know it's what I true. mean? And you can, you can do international on YouTube too. Like we've got patrons and viewers from all over the world and we love to see that. Like, you know, greetings guys from blah, blah, blah from here. And blah, blah, blah is an actual place. You got to go visit there sometimes. I can't wait to go on vacation there. Oh my gosh, it's dope. Oh, it's my favorite. <laughs> the the beaches in blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Chef's kiss. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is just kind of like a big rant about everything, but it's like, you got to, like, if you're an artist, like you got to use the internet. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's like, Oh, sorry. I thought you were going for... Uh, no, no, no. I was listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just feel like, um, like, it's there. And, like, it's really easy to be like, oh, well, you know, again, like Halsey was saying, I just want to make music. I don't want to deal with all this other shit. It's like, well, you can't win if you don't play the game. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you got to do some of this shit. But then also, it's like, 
people have always had to do shit they didn't want to do. Exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. Like, like, you, how many old interviews with, like, really big, like, artists from back in the day, like, a Zappa or a Prince or something, or even, like, Kurt Cobain, they're doing an interview, and it's like, they clearly don't want to fucking be at this interview. Yes. Yes. You know you what know? I mean? But they're playing exactly. the game. Exactly. And what about, like, you know, going to every single radio station in the country and saying the same thing? Hey, my name is blah, 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 and when I'm in blah, 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 I listen to blah, blah, blah. Like, that's another yeah. artist that we love, blah, blah, blah. I like blah, blah, blah and the blah, blah, blahs. <laughs> They're my favorite up-and-coming band. Yeah, tons of stuff, like, you know, that you have to do that you don't want to do as an artist. So get into it. Get in the pool and just do it. Yeah. Mm. I just want to say, like, people just, I just, I, if, any, if anybody actually listens to this, I just want to say if you're an artist, just embrace the time. Like, don't fight against it. Like, I've seen people that have been like, oh, well, I wish more people were musicians and not content creators. And I'm like, well, first of all, music is content. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And second of all, you sound like when the internet came out, you're just like, oh, well, no, that's never going to replace CDs. <laughs> that's like, that's what you sound like. You know what exactly. I mean? It's like, why are you fighting the times? Like, things are not going to go back to the way that it was. No, I don't think so at all. But I don't know. I've, Think I've about, heard. like, Van Halen. Imagine if um, Van Halen came out right now, like, with David Lee. You know, think about how many karate kicks he could show us on his Instagram. <laughs> That'd oh, be man. awesome. I wish he would do that now. Right? <laughs> Every day a different uh, David Lee martial art. <laughs> Today is right? jujitsu with, with David Lee Roth. You know Tomorrow's what I mean? Taekwondo. And, and if Eddie if Eddie came on every day and showed us something he was kind of working on, like, you know what I mean? That'd be awesome. Oh, I'm doing a live at blah, blah, blah. I love, it was like during COVID, Bad Bunny, it was like winter time. And Bad Bunny got on his live. He was in Puerto Rico. He was in his plaid pajama bottoms and a t-shirt with fuzzy slippers and he was in his living room and everybody's just there just watching him listen to music and talk yeah. and answer. It was like, it was great. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm for it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, people, like, you got to figure out how to use the internet to your advantage. Because it can be such a huge advantage. Like, it's mm -hmm. crazy. Mm -hmm. It's insane. Like, just the time that we live in is, is wild. I mean, yeah. literally, like, 30 years ago, the idea of being able to put out a song yourself that anywhere in the world could hear, it, it crazy. Like, you, yeah. if you were to say that to someone, it would be like, what are you smoking? Yeah, it's like, true. Like, whatever you're on, I want some of it. Yeah, there's actually an R&B artist called Normani. She was part of the Fifth Harmony. Mm -hmm. And, like, she hasn't been putting out a lot of content on the internet. And her fans are really upset about that. Like, they're even, like, they're like, oh, well, you know, where's your, why don't you put out music? Why don't you let us know on the internet if you're putting out music? Where are you? What are you, like, you know, they're, like, upset. Yeah about it and it's it's it seems like she doesn't like to be on the internet that much but she's like losing i don't want to say she's losing fans i think she's losing loyalty like you know because she's not like in their face all the time and stuff right. like that which is kind of crazy but and that's how it goes this actually just reminded me of something we were talking about when we did the tame and Pollock podcast mm -hmm. it's like most of the time like people want to hear good music obviously but they also want to be invested in like who's making it yeah. Like they want to know who you are. Like, yeah. it's very rare nowadays that your music could just be so fucking good that that's it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think those those privacy things like, you know, Prince and like how Michael Jackson was, how they kind of, well, I don't know if Michael Jackson, if he really had the internet, internet now, I don't know if he, I think he'd be a little bit of a showboat, but I feel like, you know, he's a little bit, just a little bit, like if he, especially if he had the controls, hey guys, it's Michael, like it would be like all the time. Check out this new dance move. <laughs> but I feel like people like Prince. Prince would definitely have a hard time if he were that type coming out now and he just wanted to like make music and, you know, be super private and not talk to you too much. That would that would be an issue. You'd and like even like people like Beyonce, like I don't follow her, um, but when I go to her Instagram, whenever I hear that she's in the news, I go to her Instagram and she puts constant I mean, I don't know if she runs her own, but she put con puts content on a lot. She's not coming to you and talking. But she's posing in a new outfit. She's out with Jay-Z. I don't think she posts the kids a lot. Maybe, like, when they were little. But, like, every... Consistently, she has to put out content, too. But you never see her do an interview. You rarely see her do one. Like, when's the last time you really saw her sit down and do an interview? Like, you know what I mean? Right. She makes, like, her own movies. Like, The Homecoming became, like, a little movie. She makes, like... She lets you into her life. But she doesn't, like, come and talk to you all the time. But she still keeps everybody fed. You know what I mean? In terms of, like, her fans. Like, you know, they're not starving and waiting for her. Throw them a few crumbs. <laughs> exactly. You know I mean? Yeah, that's funny. Oh, let me let me read a comment real quick. I love uh, this one. James Sharp, if you're still here, James Sharp says, Frank Zappa came up with streaming in 1993. Yeah. You, do you mind elaborating on that a little bit? Oh, yeah. Oh, he, wow. He, right he, on time. Here right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's post it so people can see it. He says, Frank Zappa pioneered music streaming in 1993. He tried to put his music on a wire so people could listen on the other end. Unfortunately, he didn't have the bandwidth to realize it. Are you talking about like when you had two tin cans with a string? <laughs> hey, you're just like, hey, can you hear my song? Damn. Wait, or is this I- like a wire, like a like, like FBI Morse code wire? Wait, wait. Say something to me in Morse code. <laughs> oh, that was fire! <laughs> is, that, is that what he was doing? Wait, wait. If he did that, and didn't he die in 93? So he was, like, sick as fuck when he was doing that? Wow. Damn, what a fucking dedicated guy. Yeah, man, yeah. I got to get this out. That's right, Frank. Yeah. Oh, actually, you reminded me of something. Say, uh, this is this got to be kind of a weird transition. But when you're talking about Beyonce, mm-hmm. all right, so we have to talk about how um, there's a new, like, hip-hop royalty baby. Because ASAP Rocky and Rihanna had a baby, right? And I don't like to talk about, like, um, celebrities, like, kids and shit. I feel like it's weird. But this baby is gonna be the coolest fucking baby <laughs> that's ever fucking lived. Like, this baby's gotta be cooler than any fucking Jay Z and Beyonce child or any Kanye and Kim child. Like, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Like, yeah. both of them are just dope. Like, I know you can get into it if you want. I know you're not super like ASAP Rocky like fan necessarily. I, I am a fan of hip hop Harlem culture though, so I definitely feel yeah. this baby is gonna be doing wheelies down um, Amsterdam Avenue, letting the bike go, probably revving some motorbikes. A lot yeah. of that, a lot of that's gonna be happening. Yeah, it's just like, well, I don't. This this might be because um, I remember you know when you're growing up, like certain artists, like just at the time that you're growing up, they they come out at that time and they become like a part of you and your culture. Yeah. And ASAP was coming out when I was in high school. Yeah. And I remember vividly, like, I remember one day I went home from school and I went to my friend's house and he was like, yo, 
I gotta show you this music video from this dude I just found out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, whatever. So we go to YouTube, and he pulls out um, ASAP Rocky, uh, Everything's Purple. Everything's Purple. And I was just like, <laughs> in that moment, I was like, this is the best rapper I've seen in so fucking long. Yeah. Yeah, that, yes. When he came out, yes, definitely. I just, I remember seeing that and being like, whoa, this is like everything. Like, it's like, it's kind of like chopped and screwed. It's very like New York, but he also has like a Bone Thugs and Harmony kind of flow. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just like, this is everything that I wanted my rap music to be. Yeah. You talk about content creator. I feel like he was definitely one of the first rappers that actually became one of those. And that's where it's like, with me, it's like, he's not just a rapper. Like, so that's where I was kind of like, you know, like, what does he want to be? A rapper or a model? Like, what does he want to do? Like, is he a rapper? Try is he going to bust a freestyle every time I, I see him? Because that's what, you know. What if he was walking the runway and busted a freestyle right in the middle of a show? It was like, everybody hold up and just yeah. stop the whole show. That would be baller. That it would. That it would. That's where I would crown him. I'd be like, this is definitely a hip-hop Harlem king. You Which I found out, Rihanna doesn't just love ASAP Rocky, okay? She doesn't, like, she doesn't really like him. It's that... <laughs> His dad is from Barbados. That's what it is. I did. I did hear that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, she she obviously loves the guy, but it just it I turns out that his dad was from Barbados. Yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> yeah. it's all in the family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But one one more thing I want to say about ASAP because like literally like and we were we were talking about this before like uh, we were talking about Biggie. That was the, the second podcast we ever did, mm-hmm. and we were saying like Biggie didn't have necessarily like the deepest lyrics. Yeah. But the thing that made him so amazing was his flow and just yeah. like his, just his like cool factor. Like he was just a cool fucking guy. Yeah, and his ability to paint a picture, really, like right. you know. And that was how I felt with ASAP coming up. I was just like, this is just the coolest guy. Like yeah. he's got, I was like, this guy has the best flow. At that time, I was like, he has the best flow of anybody coming out. Like Kendrick might have deeper lyrics. Yeah, you know, what I'm I not. Mean? I'm not. I mean, I would. Huh. Like, I, I do like Kendrick's deeper lyrics, but in on in honesty, in all honesty, I would pick ASAP over Kendrick. Like, because I would. The flow? Yeah, because he and he also has that cool factor. But to me, it was just like you know, yeah. it wasn't enough rapping for me. It was more like, how do I look? You know what I mean? Right, right. And then that's when I was just like, okay, well, you need to rap it. You need to rap a little bit more. You need to <laughs> throw in some more raps because you know you people like fire. You know, yeah, because like people like LL Cool J from like way back in the day. You know, he was all about his looks. You know what I'm saying? From the beginning. And a lot of guys like refuse to call him a king of New York just off of that. You know what I mean? Cause, but when it comes oh, to his lyricism, yeah, he's really, really great. You know, and he's undeniably great. So I think I was doing kind of like, I'm doing the same thing with like ASAP Rocky where it's just like, where's the bars? You gotta come with the bars. As long as yeah. he writes his own bars and stuff like that, I'm all good with it. But I felt like every time I was seeing him, he was like, just showing me what brand label he had on. Mm. I, if he had a if he had a ghostwriter, I'd be pissed. No, yeah, no. Oh my gosh, no, no. I would be pissed too. But that's a whole different story. Yeah. But anyway, we so, should talk about that in a podcast one day. Ghostwriters in the ghostwriters. Um, yeah. We just talk about Drake. Yeah, ghostwriter. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of female artists that had a lot of ghostwriters too. Yeah. That's why Nicki Minaj came out like I think in like 2016, and she won an award, and she was like, "If you hear a song by Nicki, I just want you to know." 
Nikki wrote it. Like, right. yeah. Because yeah. even, like, like we watched the Salt and Pepper movie the other day, and it was like, Herbie wrote most of their big hits. Like, the songs that I love from them before they actually crossed over, like, mm. Herbie Lovebug wrote all of those. Like, you know? So it's just like, whoa. Like, yeah. But then, okay, so we, we just talked about ASAP for a while. So now we got to shout out Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Because she's, she's a fucking boss. Yeah. Like, she's been the boss. Like, I remember ever since fucking umbrella umbrella yeah <laughs> and i remember being real young listening to that song i'm like what is it about this this is so like that it's it works like yeah. it shouldn't really work like you're not even saying the word in like a way that people say the word yeah yeah umbrella like who says that you know what it's I mean? true that's true but it just worked with the song and like you have to have a certain level of talent to make that happen yeah and then she just never fell off Right, no, she never fell off. And she's another one, too. I mean, that's probably why they clicked, too, because, like, she stopped focusing on the music. I think Auntie was the last album, and that feels like a lifetime ago. What is that, 2015, 2016? It just feels yeah. like forever ago. I had a whole, I mean, I was, I was like, I was like waitressing and bartending. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was still living in Harlem. Like, that was so, it was a while. It was like a whole era. And she got into the product management of it all. So she kind of, like, matches ASAP in that. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm an artist, but not really. You know, I'm kind of sick of the the studio. I don't want to get on stage and dance at all. And now she's a billionaire. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is interesting. So that's why I say that baby's about to be the coolest fucking baby. (laughs) Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know what I mean? Like... No, no offense to any other of the famous uh, hip hop babies. <laughs> sounds so weird. <laughs> this baby gets to live on an island, man, and eat some flying fish. Yeah. <laughs> what else? What else we got? Um, you want to talk about the um, how Shaggy is doing a album of Frank Sinatra covers? Beautiful people, Shaggy and Sting are getting together once again. Let me just segue for a little bit. I had a client who showed up late to an appointment with me, okay, in Manhattan. He was like, oh man, sorry I'm late. I was at the Shaggy and Sting concert over there. <laughs> like, what? He was like, it was awesome, man. It was awesome. I'm like, well, that's cool. Can I just say that those two names next to each other? Yeah, I saw Shaggy and Sting. That just sounds fun. <laughs> it does it totally does sounds like a good time yeah shout out to shaggy who is from jamaica but we consider him to be from flatbush brooklyn because he went to erasmus high school in flatbush so he came up from jamaica when he was really really young and when he did his first song i think it was called mompy which is like means a really fat lady so the song's like jump and spread out because you're not a mampy, like you're not like really like bad looking and like is you know. Is that fat shaming? Yes, it is. You know, but it was the early days, so he was allowed to do that back I then. I think we should start the cancel Shaggy campaign, <laughs> <laughs> and then we have to cancel Sting by association. <laughs> but like, oh, yeah. Man. So now, like, and it was it's so funny. Like they're coming out with an album, Shaggy and Sting, a second album with all Frank Sinatra covers. The, the thing about that I'm most curious is, I'm like, what songs are they going to do? I don't know. There's so what? many Sinatra songs. They are. They are. You know what I mean? Like, they, they could go so many ways with it. Bubbles, bangles, see how they jing jingle ling <laughs> That would be a good reggae one. 
I don't know. I'm actually really excited to hear that. Like, it's going to, I'm not going to say it's going to be like a crowning achievement of art, but I'm, but I bet it's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I know Shaggy's from New York technically, but don't do New York, New York. Don't do that. What's wrong with that? Cause it's like, you know, I just don't want to hear it. It's played out. No, no, no. I love Frank's version. I want to hear Frank's. But I don't know if I want to hear a reggae-ish version of I it. I only like the Liza Minnelli version. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, I, I don't know. Start spreading the news. Yeah, make another one. I know they both have like a, you know, a, Sting is like by way of New York, you know, because he cut his teeth at CBGB's and stuff like that. Like, you know what I mean? He did a lot of stuff. Not cut his teeth, but he did a lot there. But he's a London guy, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I consider I would... him... You a do? bit of a no, not a New Yorker, but when he comes to New York, when he's in New York, I feel like he's part of that whole like talking heads. Like, you see how I remember okay, I was saying okay. how talking heads to me is kind of like a New York band, even though they're not from New York. Like, yeah. it's because they they spend so much time, you know, growing in the I was gonna say here, not here, but yeah. there, <laughs> there. <laughs> um. That's interesting. So yeah, so you're saying like Sting, like he fits the culture. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, but yeah I never thought of him as a fucking New York guy. He's got a fucking accent. No, 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 no. <laughs> he's a legal alien. So, right? Does he have a green card? <laughs> he's an Englishman in New York. Where does he New live? York. Does he live in the states? I don't even know. He I don't. He's on an island somewhere now. Yeah, I feel like he doesn't live in the states. I feel like the hustle and bustle of New York constantly is just like a pill. I feel like him and Shaggy are roommates. <laughs> <laughs> they got a bungalow in Jamaica somewhere. Like, I mean, they could probably do my way, but my favorite my way is from, once again, our immortal poet, Sid Vicious. That's my favorite uh, my way cover. Are you sure Sid Vicious didn't write that song? <laughs> are you 100% sure? Not really. The man was so talented that I just, he may have written that one. I heard Sid Vicious is a way better bass player than Sting. I heard that Sid Vicious is Jimi Hendrix's favorite bass player. <laughs> That's funny because I thought Johnny Rotten was Jimi Hendrix's favorite singer. <laughs> it's up to. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> this is wild. Um, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Jimi Hendrix's favorite rapper was Biggie. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> For sure. 100%. 100%. Um, what else do we have to talk about? You were talking. You were saying how uh, Nicki Minaj was talking about she get, keeps getting snubbed at award shows. Well, she wasn't talking about it because this is why she's the queen of rap. Like she stays quiet on these things and she just keeps fucking winning. Like you know what I mean? She doesn't do a whole bunch of promo promotion for Do We Have a Problem, Bussin, and all the songs that came out this year. And the the amount of streams are like insane. She and Rihanna are like neck and neck with the most amount of streams on like Apple, on YouTube. Like it's out of control. But it seems like this is what the vlogger conspiracies, all the barbs that are vloggers, um, one main one, is saying that Billboard is changing their rules because Nicki Minaj keeps surpassing whatever hate train that they say is going on with Nicki Minaj. They are trying to 
push her out of the industry because they're feeling like I, I for other that she kind of pissed off with some people yeah. they're saying you know and they're saying that she's kind of aging out now so they want to try to bring up the new girls and stuff like that but these new girls just can't be her they can't outsell her they can't like she's um, booked for wireless fest she's booked for essence fest and she's selling out in like england and stuff like that and these new girls cannot do that and, right. you know, by new girls, you just think of whoever's topping the charts now, who the other bigger rappers are, who I kind of like their music. I'm not dissing them at all. But the industry can play really cold games, like, you know. Well, but this is kind of how we started the podcast. It's like, if I'm Nicki Minaj and they're trying to cut me out, I'm like, try. I'm like, yeah. do it. Everybody already knows me. Yes. You know what I mean? I can book my own fucking tour. And yeah. it's going to be bigger than your bullshit art, whoever... I'm not going to say all artists are bullshit, but it's going to be bigger than whatever you're trying to push. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially her at this point. I mean, she has such, like, name recognition. She can do whatever the fuck she wants by herself. She really can. And now, like, Maxim has um, made her the brand ambassador for their new, like, sports betting um, segment and stuff like that. She's a big sports better? You know what I'm saying. (laughs) They're going to be hosting these amazing parties and stuff. She'll be hosting them, performing at them. She's in on, like, she's in at the table deals. Like, you know what I'm saying? Not just, like, a mascot. Right. So it sounds like pretty good, but yeah, they, they try, they try billboard change. their like streaming rules and stuff for you to chart, you know, it's because it was because after her two songs just started charting, they ended up on the chart. She didn't even promote them. She doesn't have an album out right now. And they're like, that damn Nicki Minaj, we've got to stop her somehow. <laughs> she should so make funny. a, she should make a little thing like that, like a little, uh, interlude that like that for her next album that would like, be great yeah if she, did something she, like if that. she leans into that she's gonna get more fans oh yeah you know what i mean it oh, what what a top there's so many opportunities out here right now mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i love that especially for her it's like she her whole style was a like not give it a fuck yeah so like yeah. it's perfect for her yeah she could just be like oh billboard don't want me i don't give a fuck right i'm right. doing whatever and y'all are still coming to my shows yeah. I'm yeah. still getting millions of views or whatever. Yeah, and she's the only one that's sold out. Like this um festival in England, Wireless, there are other people on the bill that are really mm-hmm. popular and she is the only one that's sold out. The only one that's doing great like Nicki Minaj is everybody's favorite, which is Doja Cat. Like, you know, mm-hmm. because and she's so versatile, you know, mm-hmm. she and she loves Nicki Minaj because Nicki Minaj made her feel like she can do what she wants to do. She can do a little rap. She can cross right. over into pop. She can sing some R&B and stuff like that. And right. she like gives kudos to Nicki for doing that. But she's the only one that sells out all the other people that have come in between Nicki and Doja Cat cannot yeah. sell anything out cannot sell out a virtual concert i mean how do you wait how do you sell out a virtual concert because there's unlimited right well probably i don't know something for like the streaming <laughs> yeah, yeah but yeah. there was a virtual tour a virtual tour or a virtual concert okay, okay for one of these female rappers and the tickets were nil basically yeah like well, how people are at home in their pajamas why aren't they logging on right well, yeah. you know what made me first think about how how the industry probably doesn't like Nicki Minaj mm-hmm. is as soon as Cardi B had a one song, as far as like the industry goes, it was like Nicki Minaj was dead. They yeah. just completely focused on Cardi B. Yeah. And I'm like, why though? Like, why does it have to be one or the other? They can't be 
two big female rappers? I, they, that's what they feel like. That's how they do it. They can only, like, when it comes to the females, I know they kind of do that a lot. They did it with the modeling industry, and, like, they do it with a couple of female rappers. They can only be, like, one. And the, the rumor is that a lot of these new up-and-coming girls, the record label that Cardi's under, sign those people to take out Nicki Minaj, like to start beef with her, to start a snub with her. Remy Ma definitely admitted that, that Atlantic, when she came out of jail, Atlantic like tried to get her to diss Nicki Minaj on that Sheether track. Yeah. And she's like, she's saying that how she regretted doing that because when she came out of jail, Nicki offered her to get on a song with her. You know what I'm oh. saying? Which would only be great for Remy's career. Yeah. And like Remy said, no. And I forgot how much, it's a small amount in the rapper, in, 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 in the whole thing. I think it was just like 10K that they offered her to, to diss Nicki Minaj. And she did the whole Sheether track, which can't even be played anymore because, because of, of Borough loyalty, right? Sheether comes out. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, it's such a diss. And then two days later, you see Nicki Minaj and Nas like in a dope picture together and stuff right. like that. And then all of a sudden, Nas gave Sheether... Yep. Sheether <laughs> got a copyright strike from... It suddenly got a copyright strike, they say, from the label, from Columbia. Not necessarily Nas, but... Uh-huh. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. But now nobody can hear Sheether, and now it's like Remy says that she kind of regrets that, and I understand that because it's like Remy hasn't put out music... And now she's like, you know, hosting the Wendy Williams show. Like, well, the the other thing is, if you're talking about competing with Nicki, like, most of y'all can't rap as good as her. She like, really. That's just what it comes down to. At the end of the day, it's like, there's oh a reason why she got so big in the first place. Yeah, because she knows exactly how to do it. You know, she knows exactly how to cross all the avenues at yeah. the same time. You know, and. Like, to the point where um, I feel, I've, I've kind of heard, like, Kanye won't even put the, a lot of the big male rappers that gave her definitely a cosign. They don't necessarily want to put her on another track with them because she, like, you know, on Monster, I would say. I was about to say. Yeah. She, like, ate them alive. Like, you know, she ate a lot of people alive. But on Monster, she ate, I would say, her voice, her verse was better than Kanye's. Well, I was going to say, I don't remember if I talked about this on camera before, but I think her verse on that track is one of the best in hip-hop. Yeah. Like, like her delivery in that verse is, like, the greatest I've ever heard. Because she mm -hmm. goes from, like, the cute little Nicki voice, like, ah, to, yeah. like, fucking literally, like, biting somebody's head off, like, in the same line. Exactly, exactly. Not like one line like this, one line like this. It's like literally like within the same line, like the entire vocal dynamic. I'm like, this is crazy. Yep, yep. I thought that was so dope. And not only that, she crossed like uh, cultural borders because she did a little bit like a kind of like a Caribbean thing in there mm -hmm. too, besides just doing like a little soft and a little hard. Like it was just like, you know, like that was cool because everybody likes the dance hall at some point. Like, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, so yeah. yeah, that was cool. Yeah, no, she's a legend. Yeah. Um, what else do we have to talk about? I feel like we had more. I know, but... Oh, JT. Oh, yeah. Justin Timberlake <laughs> sold his catalog for a hundred... A cool hundred mil. Yeah. Bro, you couldn't hold out for more, bro? I think he should have held out for more. Well, it's interesting. Like, I don't know the numbers, but I'm like... That guy has been so big for so long. Like, the amount that he's made has probably been more than that already. 
way more. Well, you know, he'll never know what he made from NSYNC, really, because they were getting right. robbed like crazy. Like, that was terrible. Um, like, but um, I just feel like he has kids. Unless he plans to Jackie Chan his kids, where it's like they have to struggle on their own, like Jackie Chan's kids. <laughs> Jackie Chan doesn't believe in just giving his kids his money. He feels oh, like they yeah, have right, to yeah. work for it hard. They have to earn it. They got to do things. They got to go to college. They got to put themselves kind of through college. Like, I think one of his daughters was like begging for money on YouTube, saying that she was broke and her dad doesn't give her money. But nobody was feeling sorry for her. They were like, bitch, go get a job. Like, we all do. <laughs> go get a job. Like, you know, so clip nobody's hating Jackie for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, uh, so funny. unless he plans to do that with his kids, I feel like $100 million can go so fast for somebody like Justin Timberlake. Not for me, but for somebody like him, 100 mil. I'm not saying, it, well, he's most likely has other money. And if you do anything with Disney, of course, you got the the royalties just rolling in. Yeah. So, of course, he's got other money. But People so. at home, let me tell you something. If I ever made 100 mil, you never see me again. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to play guitar by myself in my room all day. <laughs> no, 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 no. But um, yeah, it is crazy that um, you get down to that. And honestly, I'm kind of even more surprised that he even owned his catalog. Yeah. That's but then true. That's, that's your whole life's work. You're just selling away. Like, I don't know if you can really put a price on that. Yeah. Which yeah. is easy for me to say. Like, if somebody came up to me and was like, hey, I'll give you 100 mil. And I'm just like, eh, this doesn't sound too bad. But yeah. this guy, I mean, he's been such a big name forever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not really surprised that he <laughs> would do that. Why is that? Because I just feel like he's kind of been trained since he was young to just not hold on to stuff. Like, mm-hmm. he does what he does what can get him some money. Like, I feel like sometimes he does that. Like... I love, like, all his music from, like, 2007, but he hasn't done another album like that, so he wasn't married to that style of music. Like, you know what I mean? The last, like, time that JT put out something I was like, oh, this is great, was, like, um, Holy Grail. Yeah. With Jay-Z. And, like, how, when was that? That was, like, 2012? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's been, like, ago. 10 years? Yeah. So, it's like, that's not, yeah, he does what's in the moment, like, what's good for now, and that's because of his training. Like, you know, he grew up in a Disney world and stuff like that. So you can't really fault him for being the way he was. So that's why I'm not really surprised that he would be when like, When has oh. that ever gone wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Disney child stars always end up as really well-adjusted adults. That's what, there I, you go. that's what I've heard. They're me too. Oh, man. But yeah, I don't know. There's, just always go, there's always shit going on with music. Um, I'm trying to think what else... I don't know. I've just been so like happy about how our recording session went last weekend. Oh yeah, we had a great, great recording session because you know we fell out as a band. Like you know we couldn't <laughs> stand each other for a while, and then we both caught COVID. Oh sorry, let me just say that. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> funny because so for people um, listening, so people, so you know the last couple weeks we've been doing stuff like remotely, like we're doing this podcast remotely because Steve has been in Texas for work, I'm still in New York, and people will just be like what you guys you don't like each other anymore and we're like if that was the case why would we be doing this at all (laughs) like what do you mean like we still have the energy to want to fucking do this right you know what i mean so i just i always thought that was funny yeah but people always like to talk 
<laughs> they definitely do like to say stuff. But that's a good thing, I guess, you know, that people are speculating. Yeah, I don't even know if it's so much that people like to talk. It's just like people like a people like a good mystery. Yeah. Do, do, do. Like, I guess, like, if you didn't, like, follow us, you didn't know that just you just happened to be in Texas right now, and then you just, like, logged in, and you were like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. You're yeah. like, what's going on? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I saw the, uh, some comment, and somebody was like, um, why are they doing the videos like this? And then somebody else was like, I think the woman is away for some work thing in the comments. <laughs> Did you respond? I put a heart on there, and I was like, um... Uh, so and so is right. Like, yeah. I wish there was a Texas emoji. Yeah. Just uh-huh. the state of Texas. You just. I know. I there's that. There's. The flag. Yeah, but there's the um the smiley face with the hat with the cowboy hat. Like oh, if you put howdy in your uh, text, the the yeah. emoji with the hat comes up. That's funny. Yeah. That's the international symbol for Texas. Exactly. They should just make that their flag. They should. Put it over the Capitol. I, I couldn't hear a whole commercial this morning when I was driving because I drive with the windows down and like the fan. But it, so it came to something like, uh, we know there's a lot of you Californians down here in Texas. And some of you are not fitting in quite well. But I don't know what it was a commercial for, but I thought that that was hilarious. Plane like, tickets. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I don't so know. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Oh my god, it's really weird how that keeps happening. I see all my friends from Florida, they keep posting shit like... It's all... <laughs> this face, this, the first time I saw it, it made me laugh. But there's this, like, um, this meme, it's like... To all you New Yorkers and, and other people that are trying to move down to Florida, here's a few things you should know. Um, it's 100 degrees in the winter, everything's <laughs> expensive, uh, nobody's vaccinated, uh, don't come here. <laughs> that's, that's what they're saying, I'm just like, yo, like... That's hilarious. I don't know. It is crazy. Like, I can't believe that it took this long for everybody to want to move to Florida and Texas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it takes a pandemic for people to be like, maybe I don't have to live in this cold-ass, stupid place. Yeah. I think it's just because so many things became so rigid. It's like, I can't go to the ballpark. You know, that's probably... Mm. I think I'm going to become a Texas Rangers fan now. Like... (laughs) Speaking of, I want to try to get out to one of those games. But yeah, I don't know um, why. Yeah, it took that for people to just move out of state and just check out something else. My brother swears that New York is a prison without any bars and without any corrections officers. But all the inmates feel that they have to be there. Wow. <laughs> that was deep. <laughs> there are correction officers, though. <laughs> Especially now, you can't even hop a turnstile anymore. Wow. I've seen so many people at this, you know the, the stop that I use right here? Yeah. I'm not going to say the name of it. Yeah. But, um, oh my God, I didn't pay at that, that subway station for like two years. Yeah. Because the emergency door, you could, you could just open it. Yeah. And everybody did that. But yeah. now, like, lately, like, there will be cops, like, waiting right out of um, eye line. Whoa. So people will come in through that door and then they'll immediately just, like... Come here. Wow. I saw them take a dude off the train. Wow. Like a crowded train. This guy just made it on the train. And then the cop gets on. He was like, hey, buddy, come on. Let's talk. Wow. That's bad. And I'm like, well, I can't be doing that anymore. Yeah, no. Save yourself. 
And it's funny because, like, you know, it even used to be, like, a thing, like, a almost like a community thing where, like, if you're in and you see somebody waiting by the emergency exit, you would let them in. Yeah. But now it's, like, somebody was, like, hey, like, can, can you let me in? And I was, like, there, there's a cop. I'm not. I'm sorry. Yeah. And who's to say you're not a cop, too? Sometimes they do that. They'll entrap you. A la True. Serpico. Like, <laughs> it's so wrong. But, like, on the bus, people usually get off the bus and give you, like, their tickets over there yeah. on um, the, the what is it called? Select. On the select buses in the city. Mm-hmm. They'll get off and just give you their tickets. But you can get pulled off the bus for that, too. When it's, like, in the subways, it's, like, they're still called transit cops in the subways. But they are dressed like cops, cops. Right. So it's, like, with those guys, like, you don't want to mess with them. But, like, with the transit cops, this, is, this video is going to be end up seeing. But with the transit cops... They they can ticket you, but I don't think they can take you to jail. Like the cops in the subway can take you to jail, and so you can't say anything. Like like the transit cops on the bus will be like, "Well, do you have any ID on you?" I've seen people like you can say like, "I don't have any ID on me." You can give them a fake address. They'll write a ticket. Like I've seen yeah. people say stuff like that, and then once they leave, they're just like, "Fuck that!" Like I didn't. But with a transit cop on the subway, if you do something like that, where you're like, I don't have any ID, you could still, you could go to jail in New York <laughs> for not having ID on you. So they're like, all right, well, you still go to jail. We'll hey. put you in the system. You'll get fingerprints and I will always know you. Like. <laughs> well, you don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. Well, no, when I come to visit, I said, well, I took the bus <laughs> to you twice. But I mean, Sunday evenings, you can get away with it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just crazy the amount of people that I've seen get tickets. Yeah. Just in the past, like, month. I'm like, yeah. oh, wow, they're really doing it. My mom sent a text, like, a week before I was coming just to, like, let everybody know. She's just like, look, they're really cracking down on fair evasion. And yeah. when I stood at the bus waiting to get to you on Saturday, I saw, it, like, the whole, like, the stickers with the Omni and stuff like that that are behind the um, the ticket getters. It said that, like, fear evasion can uh, result in a fine up to $100 and stuff like that. So they're really not playing around. Because they know they're not making any real money. So they got to make it somewhere. Yeah, that is definitely what it is. Like, I was thinking, I was just like, I wonder how much money I didn't give them by using the emergency exit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, a decent amount. Yeah. But whatever. I've never broken any laws in my life is what I meant to say. That's right. So just keep that part for the record. Ignore all the other stuff. <laughs> except the music the music topics exactly um, i don't know do we have anything else we want to talk about before we sign off this was this was interesting the vibe yeah. is different doing a remote podcast versus reaction video i feel yeah it definitely is because we have so many things to pull into us with the reaction videos i think the remote podcast i think with some things that we can um how we can benefit like if we're going to talk about people maybe we pull up their um we change our logo to their picture Right, right. Put them like down in the center or like, you know, share them in the screen. And then I think, I think we need some like intro music for this stuff too. Yeah. I don't, how do we do that? Um, we'll, we'll figure, don't we don't have to talk about that now. We still have right. to talk about that off camera, but. There's gotta be a way though. Uh, people listening, if you're listening on pod, whatever service, or if you're <laughs> watching on YouTube, let us know how, um, I guess we could improve the remote podcast. Yeah. Right. You know, let us give us some tips because this is the first time we've done it. So we're like most things, we're figuring this out as we go. Mm-hmm. So we'd appreciate your feedback. Um, if you like the podcast, check it out. Check us out on Patreon, musicmaniacs.com. Oh, wait. Yeah. Wait, no, I said that wrong. Patreon.com 
slash music maniacs because uh, we're doing bonus episodes on there so that you can get more content from us and um it just helps to support us and you know keep doing the podcast um but that's pretty much it mm-hmm. so thanks for being here thanks for being maniacs with us yeah and we'll see you around see you guys <laughs>